In an era where everyone thinks their opinions are so damn important, I'm here to give you a little piece of my mind. Welcome to Unaffiliated the Podcast with your host, B. Seth. Let's go. Welcome to Unaffiliated the Podcast with your host, B. Seth. We have a very special episode for you guys today where I'll be counting down the top moments from Unaffiliated of 2020. It's been a hectic year, but somehow we've managed to make it more entertaining. Coming in at number 8 is Decent Debaters 3, with Naja, Jocelyn, and Lil Chris, where we discuss the Tory Lanes and Meg the Stallion fiasco. Take a listen. Allegedly, allegedly, let me keep saying allegedly, because I don't want to... You, you don't want to be sued. One, well, that, too. <laughs> but, you know, I'm a, I'm a believer of uh the judicial process the judicial i can't talk right now the judicial process i think especially as black people we should at least do that now i'm on meg's side don't get it twisted but i do think there should be a fair process does the system always get it right no no am i gonna believe the verdict necessarily maybe not but i do think it should be okay if there's point zero 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 one percent of me that doubts this, you get a little something else. That's just me. Should he be canceled? Sure, why not? Okay, but his actions should definitely be condemned for sure. Oh, yeah. But like the but the canceling culture, I'm I'm not really hip with pop culture, so I know it just means like you don't listen to them or support them, whatever. Somebody else is more hip. The young what people. What I would say about that, well, like, the I, young like, people. I, Go ahead, yeah. <laughs> you are. Um, oh, no, look, Chris, the youngest. Look, Chris, were well, you 26? 27. 27? <laughs> but I think we're pretty much, I don't know, I don't speak to everybody, but I feel like we're all, we all kind of feel like he probably did what they say he did. Yeah, right, right, right. But with that said, like, we still listen to R. Kelly. We still listen to Chris Brown. I you, do you don't listen to Chris Brown? Uh, yeah, hey, look. <laughs> I gave you R. Kelly, John. Come on now. I gave you, I gave you chaos. So I'm saying, like, as far as I like, cancel him, am I still going to be don't like... Don't cancel me, y'all. I'm probably still going to listen to music. I'm not going to lie. But um, so should he be brought up on charges? Yes. Should he be in jail? Yes. But like Naja said, what's all this canceling shit? Like, I'll cancel with that with that yeah, what said. is canceling? When I'm not putting my dollars towards something, like, I canceled Chick-fil-A. I mean, I don't eat meat or anyways, but before that, I canceled Chick-fil-A because I don't support their policies, but my dollars are going there. I'm not spending no money with Tory. I don't buy no albums. Well, you know, if you add his his tape to your Apple Music, it counts as a stream number. Ain't did it. I don't add anything <laughs> to nothing. All right. Well, all right. If it comes from Pandora. Jack is consistent. I like that. All right. Bet. <laughs> Watch it. Watch the Pandora account as something too. If that then what you gotta do? Pandora, then what you got Pandora, <laughs> then okay, fine. But I don't man, Jack over here supporting Tory on Pandora. God damn. When it comes to my dollars, yeah, I care more. But like, I don't. Mm-hmm. And I'm as we should. Like, as we yeah, should. Yeah, I feel like when it comes to my dollars, I care. But I don't feel like I actively support him with my dollars anyway. Coming in at number seven was Entanglement, featuring my homegirl Chelsea where we discussed the Jada Pinkett, August Alsina, and Will Smith weird little love triangle thing they got going on. And it made for a really interesting conversation. <laughs> Roll the clip. 
in this situation you know you know what's what, so what, funny what happened? I feel like like my personality type is like I'm kind of a Jada and I feel like you're kind of a Will you know you think I'm a Will <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? why do you think I'm a you think I'm a Will you think I would let that happen well it, they were separated come on it's like and and they didn't go into detail about like what triggered their separation but like clearly I mean it seemed like it was something that Jada did that like you know she was like, yeah, I know I did that. And that's why this happened. But they didn't disclose what happened. Um, and I feel like that's always me. Like, you did this. No, I'm just like, um, but yeah, I feel like it was something. I don't know. I don't think well, it had to do with August, but they were separated. Stop you there. I couldn't be Will because, and I don't know, maybe this is something I need to work on. But if I was in that predicament, I would be just as furious as Will, and I don't know, like. But what she did? Apparently, all, she did something unforgivable. All, what she do that would be un- unforgivable that we don't know about? But what I'm saying, first of all, like the whole separating thing, I don't know even know how I feel about that. You know what I mean? Like the idea that we're still married, but you can go out in different directions and do whatever you want. It's kind of like, well, what are we doing here? You know what I mean? If it's a business deal, okay. I understand that, but then again, I don't think I'm somebody who could just look at it as just a business deal. I mean, I don't know if they even thought that far in advance whenever happened, like, took place, but uh-huh. there, I do know of relationships where, I mean, not saying this is them, where people have open relationships, like, they're married and they say, hey, you go have your fun, I'm gonna have our fun, my fun, you know? That's wild. And but I'm, that's not, like, that happens. Like if consent is mutual and like you have uh-huh. that agreement within your relationship, like who am I to say that's wrong, you know? <laughs> I can't believe she called me a will. But it's all good. Coming in at number six is Duality with actor and choreographer Robert Hoffman. In this episode, we discuss his mindset while maneuvering through Hollywood and then landing some of his biggest roles. Then we switch gears and get into a more philosophical conversation about energies and the duality that powers the universe. Check it out. Shout out to Rob Hoffman, everybody. Thanks, man. I think the <laughs> coolest question that could be posed to everyone is, yeah, yeah. Which, whichever side you're on, let's say that you had the power to drop dead everyone on the opposite side. Do you not understand that in five to 10 years, the whole thing would be 50-50 again? It is the nature of humanity. It is the nature of points of view it's the nature of experience it's the nature of the the dual energies you can't yeah you'll never get rid of them this goes back to what i was saying earlier about the the dual energy the good and bad right so like my maybe good and bad is not the right terminology according to you right i would but say point of view duality let's just say duality that's the okay, word we're gonna I'm use duality. let's I'm take duality. let's take evil out let's take good out let's take duality right yeah so back yeah, what I was saying earlier, yeah. yeah, so no matter what circumstance we get into, because me, let's get it political for a second. I'm very moderate. Okay. I, I see a lot of conservative points of views. Maybe that's the Southerner in me, right? And I also see a lot of liberal point of views. Maybe that's just the world traveler. I've met a lot of people point of view, right? Uh-huh. I understand that. But the idea that um, one is better than the other, I think that's a a falsity like i think that's that's not totally. true like we totally. need that we need a little bit of that a little bit of this a little bit of that you know what i'm saying it's like, life doing its thing yeah again the yin and yang the the duality yeah i definitely right? agree with duality because yeah. fundamentally we, this is all me 
we are all one yeah, yeah. in some paradox of this is actually all my dream but you are also an entity but right. paradoxically we're the same entity mm -hmm. that but then your experience is that of duality there's me and then the other right but right. you could not exist without a concept of the other so you were inherently the same thing already you know that that whole paradox of duality so i agree the experience is rooted in duality only enlightenment yeah. is singularity Coming in at number five is Let's Talk Mental Health with mental health professional Thomas Sargent. Uh, honestly, I think this is probably the most important episode we've recorded thus far. Uh, hit close to home for me and I know countless others. So I'm just glad we could provide valuable content for our listeners. Take a listen. Honest. Um, so we've for a long time just said, well, that's just how they are they'll be okay, pray it off, you know, that type of oh, thing. Lord, don't, don't get me started on praying right. it off. <laughs> but if that you really... one of the biggest downsides, <laughs> in my opinion. And I'm, I'm, I'm religious, I'm spiritual, I'm all that. But, mm -hmm. man, pray it off, I feel like, has just handicapped us in a lot of ways. Right. Well, I think, I think the thought that you can't have therapy and prayer you can't have therapy and god right is just it doesn't make sense yeah um just the way you know people go to you know medical doctors when you know they cut their hand on a piece of glass you know you you also need to go and see a mental health professional when you feel mentally exhausted when you um don't know how to, you know, healthy, a healthy way to deal with your stress when you feel at the end of your rope. It's not okay. But we know, just... we know so many people, and not to cut you mm -hmm. off, no, we, you know, we know so many people, I do, who are like, I'm not seeing a therapist, man, like, it's not that deep, I'll be okay. How do we, how do we break out of that? And I know it's a, such a specified thing. I know it's a individualistic type thing. Mm -hmm. But um, I just feel like there's a large just group of, of individuals who believe they're beyond therapy or that therapy is literally just it's there for people who've completely lost it. No. So in in reality, therapy is for people who um, you should seek therapy before you've lost it. <laughs> uh, right. So therapy, <laughs> you know, for the most part is an outpatient service. So you know, once somebody hits crisis, then we usually recommend some type of inpatient, um, you know, service. But, you know, therapy is to help you cope with things so you don't lose it. That's the point of therapy. Therapy is a prevent preventative uh, measure. You know, a lot of times people, on, you know, they do seek therapy because they, they're already depressed or they're already anxious. Um, but you know, we want to, we want to get involved in therapy before it gets to that point where you just feel like you have no other, you know, choice to honestly, to convince, you know, people to go to therapy is one of the most difficult things I've ever you know, seen, you know, or tried to do. Any last words? Uh, I gave my checklist from what you said. You want to reiterate maybe the checklist for people who might be going through a dark space right now? Yeah, I think, you know, the go-tos are, of course, you know, healthy diet, exercise, 
you know, seeking support if you can. Uh, one thing that I don't think a lot of us do enough of is establishing healthy boundaries um, with with people, with um, jobs, you know, establishing those boundaries so you don't feel overwhelmed or overextended um, because that's where a lot of our stress comes from. And so establishing those boundaries, managing your time wisely uh, are some other things that we didn't um, touch on, but are really important in your overall mental well-being. Um, but I just have to say that therapy can be a beautiful thing. I've seen it change many lives. Um, you know, as I said before, I prescribe medicine, you know, most of the time in my current um, you know, job. Uh, but I've seen just as many lives change through therapy uh, as I have through, you know, people taking medicines. So um, you just, you have to find what works for you. All aspects of mental health care or um, therapy won't, you know, apply to you, but there are so many um and because of that you have a good enough a good amount to choose from and make it fit your life and your circumstances and your ability um and so you just have to find find your thing um but don't give up uh, because there there's so much help out there and so many people willing to walk you walk you through this journey like we said in the podcast, if you feel like you need help, please reach out to somebody. And if you don't have anybody, just reach out to us and we'll connect you with the right people. Remember, you're not alone. Now for a quick commercial break. Coming in at number four is Leverage with my old friend Noreen. In this episode, we pretty much discuss our similar and differing ideas of what makes a relationship work. Enjoy. Okay, yes. I mean, you did a pretty good job with paraphrasing because even as you said, I was like, yep, I agree. Um, and yes, this is just my personal opinion. This is not backed by any evidence. But I do think, and this is what my mom kind of grew up telling me. My friends' parents also said similar things. Well, friends' moms said similar things. My extended family said the same thing. Same thing. Yeah. But yeah, and it's that, you know, relationships work best when a man loves you just a little bit more than you love him. And before people start arguing with me, I'm not saying that the woman should not love the man. Like, obviously the love needs to be there on both parts. Right. But when a man is just a little bit more obsessed with you, there, I think, seems to be better relationship success than in situations where the woman is a little bit more obsessed with the man. Okay, a few things here. I don't, I don't disagree with you necessarily, and very well put. Um, so how do we gauge it then? So if we're, if we're saying there's this, this pendulum, uh, at what percentage should the man be? What percentage should the woman? What, just give me some numbers just so I can better understand it. Just so I can I better would say understand. like 60-40 or 55-45. Okay. Um, I, I'm not saying that like, you know, cause I've said this statement before 
and then guys have been like they killed you for it huh yeah they're like well no (laughs) like a girl will just run off with another if you don't um if you love her more and she doesn't love you then she's just gonna run off with the next guy who looks better has more money and i'm like no no no. i'm not saying that the woman shouldn't love the man like i 100 percent believe that the love has to be there on both sides but it's just i've personally mm-hmm. been in situations where i've actually in every single situation i've been in with a guy i've always felt like i've liked him more and that mm-hmm. always seem to be more detrimental for me now why do you think a man is less responsible with i guess because i mean ultimately we're talking who has more power if somebody cares more than the other person why do you think men are less responsible with power than a woman not to make it a whole sex thing but let's just talk talk. about what you mean by okay so the whole idea of your man should love you more than you love him means that you have a little more leverage in the situation which offers a a safety net of some sort right security because you know you have leverage you you have power more power in this situation um do you think let's say we flip it and then they do the exact opposite and the woman loves the man more is is that a thing too maybe just depending on personality types I will say this. I don't know if this is going to answer your question. Um, that was a weird, know, weird question. That's my I don't bad. Know if it's like a <laughs> for me, but here's the thing: from the woman that I know and myself included, when I first meet a guy, I may not immediately like you right away or know that I love you right away. You know, like you shouldn't, that, you shouldn't know that. that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it develops for me. And the interesting thing is, is my love or my liking for you develops stronger and stronger is that how you say it over time over time so over time it keeps developing whereas for men i find like they pretty they know pretty soon whether they're about to or not it's hard to find i don't know i think that's a little there's a little cap in that just a little bit because i think i think men my bad i don't want to cut you off my bad go ahead go ahead go ahead go ahead now i was just gonna say like guys kind of know right away like are they about this girl or not and it's hard to find a guy who's going to develop his feelings stronger and stronger over time than a woman does. Like for me, especially like if you, in the beginning, if a guy is like doing all this stuff, taking you out to dinners, do it, like, you know, I'm still wondering, I'm, I don't know. And then eventually he'll get me to a point where maybe I like him. And the more he does this stuff to kind of like show me how much he loves me, you know, like tell me how much he loves me. And then once I become more and more invested, I become more and more loyal, like, especially when kids get involved, when marriage gets involved and, you know, introducing to you to my family, I I get introduced to yours, like that stuff develops for me. But for a man, I just feel like if he's not already about it from the beginning, those things don't mean as much to him. So it's like, you know, those like milestones. So like, you know, having kids or having like marriage doesn't necessarily won't necessarily make him fall more in love with you if he wasn't already in love with you but those things can have that impact on a woman because of how we value children and how we value like this life that you know disney movies have taught us and our parents have told us from childhood about like the life we should live coming in at number three is black renaissance with my brother carlos He's always been somebody who inspired me to think deeper, even as a kid. So I think it was pretty cool that the listeners got to experience how we exchange ideas with each other. In this episode, we discuss the importance of black economic empowerment. 
Enjoy. Yeah, I think like the American mantra is all like individualism and uh-huh. and chasing chasing the dream. Right. Uh, so a lot, a lot of other cultures don't have that idea of individualism. So when they come over, they they like it's it's innate for them to work as a group. Uh-huh. Now that American individualism works well for white people because they control the system. So they 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 have the privilege to be individualistic in that way and not do harm to the overall community. Uh-huh. Now, black people are Americans, so we have that individualistic mind. We can't afford to have that mindset because we, we don't have control of the system. Uh-huh. So as we become more and more individualistic, the community as a whole takes a hit and as I mean, we and not one individual can push the system one way or another. You got to do it as a group, All right? So, and so as a, it'll be hard to get out of that mindset as you know Americans. But we got to. I, I think we got to start thinking along those lines instead. Yeah, big fact. Yeah, you're right. Everybody else comes from other areas where that's probably normal. Well, it's definitely normal. That is why we are Americans, huh? We're Americans, man. We, 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 come, we come from Africa, but we're, we, our our culture was stolen from us. Our way of life, how how to, how they thought and how they did things, was all stolen. So we've pretty much been in this by America's uh, mindset. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. It's crazy. We're Black Americans, but we we can't even live that mantra. We have to look from the outside. As usual. Dang. As usual. Do you think that'll ever happen? Do you think black people will ever practice that? Again, I should say, we have before and things were destroyed, but do you think we'll get back there? Um, I think it will if people stop being pussy. <laughs> <laughs> Because like I elaborate, elaborate. <laughs> I, I hear people keep saying if we do it, they're gonna destroy it again, and boom, boom, boom. To me, that doesn't scream "don't do it." To me, it screams "keep right. doing it until they can't destroy this shit." Let's make so many right. of them they can't destroy this shit. Let's get into these positions <laughs> of power to where when they do destroy some shit, now they're held accountable for the shit. Right, so I don't know. Right. I just don't have that lay down mentality. I think if people just kind of ditched that, which is that's hard to ask because that's I mean that could affect your livelihood. Yeah. But um, when people ditch that mentality of let's just not do it because they're not gonna let us, that's some slave shit. That yeah, is some slave shit. So I feel like it can happen. I feel like we've seen a black renaissance. For real, like in the past 10 years or so, just with creatives and mm-hmm. black people doing X, Y, and Z politics, even on local levels. It's like we're seeing a lot of shit. Seen the first black president. I think we're seeing a black renaissance. I just think all of us need to understand what's at stake here and what we're going to have to do to, to get that leverage that we're seeking, which is going to take sacrifice. It's going to take some balls or some bravery. Coming in at number two is probably the most heated debate we've had on the show yet. Decent Debaters, Volume 1, featuring my homegirl Stacy and my boy Nick.
Full disclosure, me and Nick are friends in real life, so we argue often. Don't be startled. But the topic of OnlyFans came up, and, well, just listen for yourself. Yo, that's what's up. But at the end of the day, if you want to sell your body to make some money, you're safe. It's cool. I still think it's lazy. I still think it's lazy. if the government can regulate it, fuck it. Let's do it. That's how I I still think think it's lazy lazy. because there's a... Cause as a woman, why is it less have... lazy than niggas who if blow I was up on YouTube woman, or some if shit? If I was a right, if I was a woman, listen, listen, listen. Okay, I mean that's different. And I'm like, not that's... playing any of them. I think that... there is an amount blowing, of work blowing, and effort that goes uh, no, into listen, all of them. Listen, okay, 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 okay. Blowing up on YouTube still requires your mind in a certain. So aspect. does blowing up con- as an OnlyFans no, chick, no, bro? You know how many no, girls no, are OnlyFans? No, it don't, nigga. No, it don't, nigga. All you got to do is take your ass down the bridge street, buy some Victoria's Secret panties, L-M-A-O. take your ass back home. Hey, take your ass back home and get on goddamn Snapchat. How many girls do you think are the OnlyFans making six figures right now? How many are? How many girls do you think are actually on OnlyFans doing some simple shit like you saying, making six figures right now? Ooh, that's hard. Probably not uh, that fucking many, right? Which shows no. that in any industry, there's going to be motherfuckers who really do this shit and motherfuckers like you say who are lazy. I think no, there's still a the level same, of bro. genius no, it's for not the motherfuckers the who perform at the, the same. top, my nigga. An OnlyFans account is not the same as somebody having a YouTube. That t- that's taking thought. You got to create content. You got to edit your bro, shit. Do you s- a girl... A girl getting a fucking deal though, or sucking some nigga, nigga dick for twenty what minutes. What I'm telling you is, what skill is that? Nick, what skill Nick. is that? Okay, okay. Who was doing that for free? Hey, Nick, look, she sucked <laughs> dick. She's dildo doing herself. Nick, Nick, do you think every girl on OnlyFans is making the same amount of fucking money? That's what I'm asking you. No, what point is that? That means that, there's that somebody some who's lazy and some people who have figured the shit out and they've applied their brain to it. And marketed nigga. themselves. Exactly. Yeah. So there still is a level it's of genius business. for the motherfuckers who are at the top. That's true. They might all be nigga, making money, but some not, people are making nigga, you're not gonna t- you playing nigga, everybody. You're not going to tell me these girls. Shout nigga, out to no, my OnlyFans no. people out here right now. Don't nigga, make this nigga you down not talk been, you're not finna tell me these girls out here were only. You're not finna tell me these girls out here were only fans accounts for the next Mark Zuckerberg. I didn't say shit. that. What are you like, talking you know, about? What, I didn't no. even say that. What are you talking about? <laughs> get get out of here, nigga. What I'm saying is, <laughs> in any craft, any profession, there's gonna be motherfuckers at the bottom and motherfuckers at the top. The only thing that separates them usually is their fucking brain, my nigga, and That's connects right. and networking. Networking shit. That's part of the you, brain. If you that opinion. smart, if you that if no 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 no, if you mm-hmm. that smart to finesse six figures out of a nigga, if you that smart, you that smart to apply to something else. But that's in your opinion. If you that smart, that's in your if you opinion, that smart. Though, nigga. What if they want to fucking fuck? <laughs> like what? Okay. <laughs> We all then agree this should be legal, legal, right? Yeah, what are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> if that it should be, I'm, I'm, not saying, I'm not saying it should be illegal. By <laughs> all means, make your paper. I'm not saying don't, I'm not hey, going to lift you up as some entrepreneur. Nah, don't knock somebody by how they make their paper. Because making paper in itself is a skill, my nigga. 
Every girl who's laying up no, on OnlyFans, no, figuring herself or dildoing herself is not making six figures. No, it's not. Nigga. For instance, I no, no, making paper is not always a skill. For instance, I don't think. I mean, you come from a lot of people. When you sleep, I don't. I don't think selling drugs is a skill. Was a nigga that's no, no, no. Uh, uh, a nigga that sell weed is not a fucking skill. Weed sells itself. I could give the same pack. To my little third grade nephew, he'll have that shit gone by the afternoon. Well, first of all, weed sells itself. First of all, why are you giving weed to your third grade nephew? Second, I'm just saying. Second of all, I'm just saying. Second of all, it don't take no I, business mogul to sell. Second of all, or to sell. I am somebody who happens to be familiar with niggas who might or may not sell weed. I'm not stitching on anybody, and I have seen the difference. Of niggas a dumb dealer who are a, lame as fuck and don't make much money, yes, and niggas who have constant money coming in, nigga, there's yes. still skills even though you don't value these things. Right, I agree. I'm right there too. It's like there are better these dealers niggas, than others. There are <laughs> worse are dealers than dollars. other niggas, my nigga. Everybody's out on the same level, bro. <laughs> and some people, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that shit takes skill, my nigga. Even with the only no, that nigga, girls. That nigga just got trash weed. The nigga that's sorry with that nigga, the nigga that's sorry, the nigga that's sorry is selling. That's me. He ain't got no good weed. Right. Or, he or he's a terrible and, and the, or he, and he the girl, so the girl, yeah. the girl that ain't getting no money off of OnlyFans don't know how to pop her pussy right. Like, right. she whack. She whack. Hey, Nick, tell me this. The girl who does know how to pop her pussy right, does she have skills? Boom! You are biased <laughs> as fuck, nigga. Stop being uh, biased, nigga. Stop, uh, stop being uh, biased, nigga. Uh, <laughs> stop it. <laughs> Coming in at number one is an exchange I had with three queens, Naja, Nisi, and Jade, about relationships, prenups, expectations, and eventually we stumbled into a very interesting exchange about religion. To this day, Relationships and Religion is our number one downloaded episode. Roll the clip. That's not your call. So do you think preachers should preach on, like, that part of the Bible where it's like, you know... Absolutely. They should. I think they should? You need to preach the whole Bible in its totality. Okay, so so everything, even that. Yes. So do we take it judgmental from a preacher, or do we only take it judgmentally from somebody who's not a preacher? So, but the but thing about it is, go ahead. The thing about it is that a preacher is—he's not condemning you for what you're doing. He's telling you these are the things that mm. will get you sent to hell. These are the things that will get you get you sent to heaven. He's not yeah, saying yeah. because you did X Y Z you're going to hell. He's not directly. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying. He, what what I, he's doing yeah, yeah. is leading me. Yeah. So, well, my thing was never yeah. calling people out. My thing yeah. was. We should also, like, I agree, preachers should preach about that shit because I think we should hear the totality of it. That was my original exactly. argument yeah. was, let's preach everything. I'm not telling you you're going to hell, but you might. But, yeah. If you, yeah. Don't, if you don't do some shit, right? It's a possibility. You know what I'm saying? It's right. conversation yeah. you have to have because hell is yeah. a real place. It's real. It right. is. You have to, you have to talk about it. Yeah. 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 So I, I don't think because he gets up there and he says, you know, we we might all end up in hell. We because we honestly Shit. we might. 
<laughs> Shit, not me. I'll be right there at the pearly gates. <laughs> and I don't make it. I don't make it. Yeah, like I'll be you right know, at the pearly gates. I think it's something that needs to be discussed. It's just That's like right. um, it's just like preachers who don't let um homophobics in their church. I think that. How do y'all feel another... about that? This might ruffle some feathers. But go ahead. And, and please, please be transparent. Can't nobody judge y'all. <laughs> Fuck all of them, remember? Nobody can judge um, any of us. I just, who are we to keep them out of church? I right. I agree I with that. Now tell me open. this. You say your doors are open? Yeah. Okay, yeah. tell me this then. And this is about the, ooh, disclaimer. LGBT, I fuck with y'all. Y'all are cool. Everybody, I fuck with everybody. As long as you're cool and respectful, fuck all that. That's that. All right. Anyways, could you go to a church that was led by somebody of the LGBT community? Nope. And you don't have to go super in-depth because I know there's going to be some people listening that are going to be super whatever, passionate about this. Just if you want to, go in-depth. Okay, so we had a friend that was, um, she was uh, a, a lesbian. She um, is. Uh, yeah, she is. I never thought she was, but okay. Uh, <laughs> so she was engaged to get married, and she asked um, two of us, I won't even put the two out there, to be in the wedding. Um, and at that point, she she was a cool person who give you the shirt off her back if her, her girlfriend didn't need it. Um, Oh God! Oh my Lord! Whoa! I missed that. Is that something you shouldn't repeat, or can I actually repeat it? <laughs> I, I said she was a cool. <laughs> I said she was a cool person, and she would give you the shirt off her back if her girlfriend didn't need it. Um. So the thing about it is, at that Y'all point, I, I'm going against God to appease flesh. Yeah. So In what sense? Has, he has put in the Bible mm-hmm. that homosexuality is not existent. Like, that is some, some things that we should not partake in is homosexuality. And I am going against his word trying to please flesh. Mm-hmm. Like, by please that man, Trying to please yeah. her. Trying to be her friend. And yeah. No, yeah. not doing it. <laughs> yeah. So, no, I'm not going to go to uh, a church where there's a member, uh, you know, there's a gay preacher. Or the pastor is. Yeah. Like, no. Because I'm going against God, and how am I? How, that's a lose lose. Like now, the doors are open to gays in the sense of we accept everyone, and yep. we're gonna pray for you. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? We're gonna we're gonna teach you right from wrong. We're gonna pray for you. You know what I'm saying? Like get your healing. Come in here. We're not gonna. Yeah. You, you can't get your healing if we don't allow you in. Okay. Yeah. So. Well, I agree. I think churches should be like a a rehabilitation center of some sort, right? Yeah. yeah. It's to lead you and to guide you and to teach you. So we are that. And so the doors are open in that sense. But to say that the preacher is, no. Well, tell me this. And this so, might ruffle even more feathers and I can even edit this out if you guys don't even put this in. Do you think all gay people are damned to hell then since it's in opposition I mean, it's in the word, to what the Bible it's says? Not, it's, not, it's not my opinion. Is what the word say? But, it's yeah, it's the word. Black and white. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. Okay. So, I'm well, not saying, that's well, not ne- Naja, who's that saying? Well, is that like Naja? Naja. Go ahead, Naja. So, well, yeah. see, I'm a little, I'm a little different, I guess, because I have a very, very close relationship to someone who is gay and who has mm-hmm. been 
he's been married for like 20 years or more. Um, so my look, my view on it is a little bit different because I know this person and mm-hmm. I have deep respect and love for this person. Do I agree with his lifestyle? No, I don't. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like back to your question about if we would you know, go to a church where there, the pastor was gay. Um, there are past are preachers and priests who are being, who are pedophiles. Oh yeah, super leading, gay. Are leading flocks. Yeah. And people, and people don't mm-hmm. know. You know, some some sins are pu- public, some sins are private. Well, that is. Um, Ooh, good so point. I really, but that, but I'm not saying that, I'm not at all saying that any of this is right. Yeah, I'm, I'm not, not saying, saying I'm not right. saying the the pedophiles <laughs> further our but, point, but go ahead. But I but with as far as like damning all people who are gay to hell, um, I I I have to no, um, only because like I don't know I don't know what you're going through, I don't know, again, like, if you're going out and praying for this thing to go away, if you're praying for, you know, this to be lifted off your lives, or if you're praying for the healing, I mean, I'm I'm a sinner, too. So, I don't, I can't yeah. be judging your yeah. sin. That's I, my I next know. question. How do we weigh yeah. sins compared to the next sin? Because I they, don't, I don't subscribe, I don't subscribe to the idea that everybody who's gay is going to hell. That just doesn't make sense to me. Honestly, it doesn't make sense. Okay, so, okay. Well, no, no, let me finish. So, (laughs) if I already don't think that makes sense, my question is, okay, I might lie sometimes. I might get over gluttonous. I might do some other (laughs) bullshit that the Bible says I shouldn't do, right? Which is Mm -hmm. cool. Mm -hmm. How do we weigh sins at that point? Because by that definition, I should be damned to hell, too. Okay. All right. Uh, this fruit roll up so is good. Listen. <laughs> what are you eating? <laughs> Silly. A fruit roll up. <laughs> that shit sound good. She it's good, man. <laughs> Smack it on that <laughs> She got the blue raspberry flavor. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so my thing, and, and I, like once again, I'm, I'm still learning this bobble stuff. I promise y'all I am. No, but that's cool. Yeah, please oh, give yeah. me that. We but, want that. Yeah. Um, but get, did God not write, wipe out a whole nation because of that? Girl, come on, come on, come he, on, come on. Abomination. So you're telling me that my, and, and sin is sin, but I never saw how God wiped out an abomination because I lied. Because you lied. Because I cheated on my husband. Or you ate too much. Or, yeah, right, yeah. None of the I, he, he didn't. So, okay. So this is what's happening right now. Now we're putting something, one sin above the other because of just no. God's uh, no, reaction to it. At the end of the day, B, mm-hmm. it goes back to asking for forgiveness. So like, not okay. just, you never know, like if you want forgiveness, cool, that's fine. Like pray to God, cry out to God, whatever you need to do to get that and to feel whole and complete, you know, spiritually. But mm-hmm. being gay, could be lying, stealing, killing, whatever if you just out here living free will and you don't care and this is me this is my life I'm going to do what I want to do then that's not right that's not mm-hmm. ask, that's not saying Lord forgive me for all the wrong that I've done so mm-hmm. I mean hmm. because you go excuse me you're going back to uh, to um 
Stepper will good as hell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> damn. She done tripped up on the city twice. I'm about to go to the store and get me some. Guys. But so I can't ask God to please forgive me for premarital sex if I go and fuck another nigga the next day. Because what am I asking wow. forgiveness for if I'm going mm-hmm. to do it again? If you're doing so you're asking God to forgive you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you're asking God to forgive you for being gay, but yet it's still you go and still love on this man, kiss on this woman, X, Y, Z. How is that asking for forgiveness if you're going to commit to sin again? And not to say hmm. that it might, not to say that you won't commit it again, but it's just the fact the Lord knows your heart. And right. so are you honestly trying to change and trying to turn from this sin that you've been living in and et cetera? Mm-hmm. Like we all are going to fall. We're all going to fall short of something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, but it's just a matter of where your heart is and are you mm-hmm. honestly trying to live right and live by the word and et cetera. So, so what about the person who keeps lying? They ask for forgiveness, but then they lie again. Same point. If the, if the day yeah. before they die, they ask for forgiveness. That's not going to happen. Will they no. be okay? Again, the Lord knows your heart. <laughs> Right. Yeah. So, for example, yeah. so you done tried it. You tried. But what if their heart is in a good place and they're just doing some shit that would be no, deemed no. as a sin? Please feel free to go back and listen to all the podcasts that were featured here today. And I would like to give a big shout out to all of my guests that have ever been on my show, even some of the ones that might not have been featured today. I appreciate all of your efforts, and without you guys, there would be no content, so I really appreciate it. I also want to give a big thank you to all the listeners. Without you guys, there's no there's no show, honestly. Thank you so much for the support. It really means the world to me. For the monthly subscribers, I cannot even fathom the idea of people paying me monthly to keep the podcast going so it's mind-blowing and i'm so appreciative if you would like to become a monthly subscriber all the details are in description thank you guys so much for following this journey it's from the ground up i started this on my phone and we're gonna take it to new heights here soon unaffiliated the podcast season three coming in february 2021 mark your calendars we're gonna have better production we're gonna have more guests and we're finally going to have video for everybody who's been asking about it. We're going to have video. So 2021, February, we're back. Thank you so much again. I don't even, I can't say thank you enough. I appreciate you all so much. Until next time, it has been your host, B. Seth. Peace.